What's going on, Stalemates? This is Stalemates Tyler here. Welcome to another podcast episode. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Before we get started, though, we wanted to let you know our Patreon account is now up and running. So go to patreon.com, look up Stalemates, and for $3.99 a month, that's $3.99 a month, you'll get access to extra content like bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes footage from past episodes we've done. We're going to have a digital newspaper that we release every now and then for our subscribers. With your subscription, you'll have access to the Stalemate Street League card taking place later in the summer. So subscribe, and that will be your pass to view the live stream for that event when it takes place. And also, we've had a stock of about 144 Stalemates coffee mugs that we've been sitting on for a while. And we decided that for the first 144 people that subscribe to our Patreon, you will receive a free Stalemates coffee mugs. You'll get one of those coffee mugs. So go check it out on Patreon.com, Stalemates. And without further ado, let's start this episode. Check one, two. Welcome back to another episode of Stalemates. It's been a while since we put out an episode. Actually, it hasn't been that long, but when you put out episodes frequently, if you take a week or so off, it seems like an eternity in the internet world. So I promise you that we are not being lazy. We're getting a lot of stuff done uh, behind the scenes for the Stalemate Street League. Uh, we have some updates coming for you at the end of the show about that. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, we're going to do some drama stuff, some tea stuff. This is kind of how we got our whole thing going, was covering the drama around the sport. I'm doing a little digging and I'm realizing that we haven't really been touching on a lot of that stuff lately because we've been focused on the Stalemate Street League and uh, some other bigger projects that we got going on. So we're going to get back to covering the tea a little bit, a little bit of the drama. If you see that I have my sunglasses on, it is not because I think that I'm cool. Uh, I'm not visually impaired. I am. Uh, the sun's not in this room. I don't have a bright light on me. I'm dealing with some allergies. I'm playing injured right now. I think, you know, when people see me, they should they should really nod their heads to me and bow to me because I'm playing with an injury. I have really bad allergies. The uh is it cottonwood, I think, is really high this year. Something like that. The pollen, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to take off my sunglasses though because I have I have puffy red eyes. I walked in the studio and Tyler said, "Man, what the, what's wrong with your eyes, man?" And so I don't want to harm you guys visually by having naked eyes. So I got the sunglasses on. I hate people who wear sunglasses indoors. It's a pet peeve of mine. But, you know, I got to do it, you know. Uh, Tyler, what's new with you, man? Oh, busy. Footwork for the uh, wrestling card has been taking up a lot of my time outside of work. And you just uh, got back from Hilton Head, North Carolina? Went to South Carolina last weekend for the long weekend. That was a blast. Got burnt to a crisp. Yeah, you forgot your sunburn or something like that? I was getting my base layer, and the base layer came in a little too strong. Yeah, you uh, Canadians burn pretty easily, huh? Yeah, we're fair-skinned. Yeah, fair-skinned, but that's all right. Uh, I just got back from Chicago. I put out the tweet saying, anybody knew Linux? We actually, there was a lot of people. I was only there for like 48 hours, so I was trying to like do some sort of content while I was there because I thought I would have more free time than I originally did. Uh, we had some nice people reach out and stuff. It just didn't work out with timing and, 
and whatnot. So I didn't get any uh, content while I was out there. Uh, we've been working on the stalemate street league and stuff. And so now we're going to get back to kind of more regular show and whatnot. But um, before we get into the episode, let me tell you guys about Matman and Barbarian Apparel and Above and Beyond Wash and Seal are three sponsors for our show. Barbarian Apparel has been so easy to work with. They're easy to work with if they're going to do your custom team apparel. Uh, Josh and company out there will take care of you. Um, we actually have a promo code with them now. So if you want to, you can use that and save some money. I'm going to go ahead and try to find that really quick. Um, but Barbarian Apparel, they can help you out if you need help with anything they are the best so let me see here if i can find it i'm pretty sure the promo code is sm10 just one second here we're gonna have to edit this down a little bit sm10 so sm10 for promo code for 10 percent off your order with barbarian apparel it will help out your team store that's where our team store is and there's a link down below where you can buy our stuff buy our merch uh, support us that tells barbarian that you like what we got going on and you like that they support us so go check them out barbarian apparel um barbarian wear on twitter that's how you can follow them and you can reach out that way as well Mattman, okay mattmanedge.com they will help you out they are also the best they do a little bit different stuff than barbarian uh, but they're both two really good wrestling manufacturing company so manufacturing combat sports apparel and equipment since 1969 free shipping on all orders in the u.s you can check out their brand new uniform builder if you want to build out your team's uniforms for this upcoming wrestling season they also have all sorts of accessories so go check out mattman you can use promo code stalemates for 10 percent off mattman as well above and beyond wash and seal tyler you know this better than i do because you spent well. You've spent some time with those guys, uh, Trent and company over there. You're part of company. You, you worked there one day. Yep. Yeah, I've seen how the bread's made over there. You've seen yeah. how the how the bread was made. Uh, they did our floors for our studio, and Trent is a big Hawkeye wrestling fan. So if you're a Hawkeye wrestling fan, or if not, you know you can go there and bust his balls a little bit about the Hawks or do whatever you want. Uh, Trent's game for that. But go check them out above and beyond wash and seal we'll have links down below for all of our awesome sponsors and they're going to be a part of our uh, stalemate street league too i believe so uh more details on that soon but for right now um that's uh that's that's what it is all right welcome back stalemates we're back um we got a lot to get into like I said, we're getting back into covering the tea and whatnot. There's been a lot of tea lately. We kind of like to let it boil up a little bit, let it let the steam go, let the tea go, whatever. Uh, I've never actually made tea before, but we let the kettle freaking start steaming, the pssst noise. And then once it's ready, we like to go. Ah, that's a terrible tea noise. I don't know. Make it make a tea sound. No, that's not much better. All right. Well. Anyways, let's get right into it. My name's Zach, producer Tyler in the building. This is Stalemates. We're giving you guys the tea, the scoop, whatever you want to say. Let's get straight into it. Right off the top, Rob Cole to Stanford. This is probably the biggest news of the offseason. As far as I know, there's probably not going to be a lot that's going to top that. Of course, I could be wrong. It seems like nowadays there's new crazy news every single week. But Rob Cole built Cornell from the ground up. 
seemed like he was going to be there forever, like a Tom Brands at Iowa, like a Kale Sanderson at Penn State. But Rob Cole says, you know what? I'm leaving Cornell. I'm going to the West Coast. I'm going to Stanford. There was an opening there. Uh, head coach Jason Borelli left. He went to American University. Uh, Stanford dropped their program. They brought their program back. Uh, they're swinging for the fences. They hired Rob Cole. A lot of people were wanting Ray Blake, some other names too. Uh, but they said, you know what? We hear Rob Cole's unhappy in Cornell. We're bringing him out to the West Coast. Now, I'm not going to talk about this in terms of like, do I think this is going to work out? Do I think this is a smart move? Uh, because there's bigger people in wrestling that have already talked about this. They've already gave their opinions. Um, Mike McMullen put out a really good article, uh, kind of long. I didn't read the whole thing, but I got the gist of it, I think. Uh, breaking down that he doesn't think it's like the greatest move of all time, I think. I don't want to paraphrase, so go find that. Go to his Twitter and try to find that uh, article and read the whole thing. Uh, but it was more like along the lines of uh, the... I don't want to say like economics, but the logistical side of, of why he thinks it's not such a smooth transition from Cornell to Stanford. Uh, Willie Saylor, mascot Willie, he put out a really good episode kind of detailing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that went on. And when you go listen to that, there was a lot of gems in that, that make you kind of scratch your head and I have even more questions. So I don't know if he's went and answered some of the questions that I've had and, and episodes after that, but if you go check out his show on Rockfin, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But some of the questions that I have is in the episode where Willie kind of breaks down what happened behind the scenes, he was saying that Rob Cole and Cornell, they, they were having this friction. A lot had to do with COVID and because we know that Cornell and the Ivy leagues were very like, they were, they were not playing around with the COVID, you know, they were, they were playing it safe. A lot of the Ivy leagues were doing that. It wasn't just Cornell, but they were definitely not loosening up the restrictions. And when we went, visited different schools, we could see that there was, there was a lot of differences between conferences and schools and everything. And, and I don't know if it was just like regions of the country, if it was up to the schools or whatever, but Cornell wasn't playing. Rob Cole found some loopholes. He took, uh, took the freestyle guys, a Spartan RTC guys or whatever that's called. And he brought them to some mall and he opened up his own wrestling room for these guys, uh, funded by the Spartan RTC. I don't know, but it, he found a loophole, a way for them to keep training. Like a lot of schools did Cornell apparently didn't like that. And this is all according to, uh, Willie sailor on his show. So I just kind of reiterating some of that. And then I'm going to give my opinion, but I've learned on this show that I got to give context first because not everybody watches everything. So I'm just giving a little bit of context of what I heard through other people's shows. So Rob Cole, you know, goes and he, and he opens up this facility and he says, you know what, we're going to train here since we can't train on campus and this and that. And so Cornell, I think finds out, I don't know if it was other coaches or if it was the administration, but they, Apparently, allegedly, whatever you want to say, went and knocked on Rob Cole's door and said, hey, what's going on? Just kind of questioning him. I don't think Rob Cole liked that. So he says, you know, I think I'm done. And according to Willie Saylor, he said he was going to be done whether he was going back. Like, he wasn't going back to Cornell either way. And Willie said that he was, before the whole Stanford thing happened, he said he was going to go to North Carolina, which to me is like, mind-blowing because if there's anybody that's probably on the rise and and like found their head coach it would be coleman scott at north carolina and so 
yes, it's Rob Cole. And you're like, well, if it's, you know, top five coach in the country, we love you Coleman, but we, we can't pass up. This guy wants to come here. Like the spot's his. Is that what that, ha is that what happened? Is that, you know, what happens to Coleman Scott? If Rob Cole ends up going to, he said he was going to North Carolina, whatever. Apparently there's a connection with the Milwaukee tools guy. Uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, whoever started that, but him and Rob Cole were friends and this and that. And, you know, he's wanted to bring him to North Carolina. And to me, it's like, if you're Coleman Scott, if you hear that episode, like, how is that, how are you feeling right now? You know, you're doing everything that you can to get the Tar Heels to be where they're at. Just had a national champion. They have one of the top assistant coaches in the entire country, Tony Ramos. And there's rumors that Rob Cole was going to come in and take your spot. Or maybe Rob Cole was going to go in and just be an assistant. Or maybe Rob Cole was going to go in and be like some sort of uh, RTC coach or some sort of, you know, president. There's all kinds of roles being kind of made up nowadays. So maybe Rob Cole was going to go into that. Willie didn't really explain. So maybe I'll send in a mailbag question to the Matt Scout Willie and, and he can answer that for me. But I was super confused on that. Another thing that's confusing is if, if Rob Cole left Cornell because of the whole COVID situation and restrictions, and he was just getting annoyed of, of having to deal with all that and all those other schools don't have to deal with that. And he's thinking whatever, whatever, why would you go to another institution that's similar to Cornell? You know, Stanford is in California. The Stanford kids last year, they were on a bus tour in the country. They couldn't go back. They were practicing you know, and at Little Rock's facilities, like weeks after their dual meet with Little Rock, because they didn't have anywhere to go. They had to practice outside. I mean, this stuff's all documented. You can go and find all this. So I'm not breaking anything. And this, most of you guys probably already know that, but why would you go to another institution that's going to be super restrictive in case COVID does come back around or some other pandemic happens or something like that? So it seems to me like you're trading this hand for that hand. Now, I don't know what he's getting paid. Rob Cole said he was not getting paid the amount that Pat Minio reported he was getting paid. He said that on like three different podcasts, uh, which is kind of funny. So I don't know what's going to happen with Rob Cole at Stanford. Is it going to work out? I don't know. It's not for me to decide. I just thought it was kind of a head scratching thing all the way around. I think a lot of people were surprised by it. Uh, maybe he just likes Palo Alto. Maybe he just wants something warmer, you know, Ithaca's not exactly the prettiest weather all time. Uh, so I was a little bit confused by that, but I hope it works out for them. Stanford, you know, I think they're going to have to have a lot of success to keep this program around. They, they had a lot of money. I think, you know, them bringing the program back was a combination of Shane Griffith winning all that money that was raised, the continuous fight that everybody put in to make sure that they came back. So if I'm Rob Cole and you leave Cornell, who seemingly, seem to support wrestling this whole time. And now you're going to Stanford who just cut their program and forced their hand to raise a bunch of money to keep their program. I hope it works out. I really do. But when you look at it from all these things happening, you know, whether it's the way California handled COVID and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting into the, um, I'm not going to get into everything about COVID and restrictions and stuff like that, because I don't really care. Like what I'm not a political guy. I've talked about that stuff before, but if that's the reason why you left said institution Cornell, 
and then you're going to go to California. I hope it works out. All right. Next topic here. Kyle Bradkey, longtime host of the Flow Wrestling Podcast, FRL, Flow Radio Live, is leaving the ship. He's leaving FRL, and he's going to be some sort of role with West Virginia Mountaineers. I have nothing negative to say about Kyle Bracky. Whenever we covered the whole um, Willie trial stuff, obviously it was full wrestling and Rockfin and everything else. I had people reach out and say their interactions with everybody. Not one person ever said anything negative about Bracky. Um, I don't know him personally. I'm sure he doesn't care about us, but I think this is kind of a cool move if you're in wrestling media. And I think this is a really good nod to him. I will say this has been done before. So Josiah from Fanco, you guys may or may not know him, has 20,000 some subscribers on YouTube. We've harped about him multiple times. Uh, I've had dinner with him. I've talked to him. I've, I've known him pretty well. He runs his YouTube channel called Fanco. It's not really a podcast. It's more just like video clips and stuff like that. Him giving his takes and just kind of giving news on wrestling and, and whatnot. And he actually is the... I don't know what the term is. Can you Google it, Tyler, really yeah. quick? Uh, he is something like media, like liaison or something like that for Campbell. And they love him there. And while we were there, we got to see like how much work really goes into that. Like when I saw this role before the whole uh, venture of stalemates, I always thought it was just like people who just tweet for the team, like live tweet. But this is not the case, at least while we were there. And do you know the name? Yeah, he's the social media coordinator, which so, Brad Key's position at West Virginia is um, director of operations. Okay. Yep, director of operations. So maybe Brad Key's not even going to be doing the same thing as as Josiah is. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the same type of label, but I couldn't find any more info on his position with West Virginia. So when he, they he did his whole like I'm leaving thing on FRL, it sounded like he was just going to be in terms in charge of like branding and stuff like that, which talking to Josiah, you know, back in the day when we did, that seemed kind of be like similar roles, like almost like mm -hmm. somebody go on there and handle like day-to-day -day things and, and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And I, and you know, obviously Campbell has built their brand throughout the past few years, you know, Colat started it in my opinion, and then really built it up and also provided results. You know, and West Virginia, they got a you know new coach Tim Flynn. Uh, so he, if he starts bringing in results, guy like Bracky could really help bring in recruits and and whatnot for West Virginia. Me being a huge Big Twelve fan, you love to see it. Uh, I'd love to get down to West Virginia and catch a dual meet. Never been there. I like that area of the country, so would love to go check that out. But I just thought that was a cool move especially on West Virginia's have to take a risk on a guy like Kyle Bracky, who, you know, all those, all those flow guys probably have a lot of connections around the country and, and media people, they have to pay attention to wrestling more than anybody else. You know, a lot of coaches and athletes just kind of pay attention to their own world as they should. They're not focused on, you know, what everybody else is doing. They're kind of focused on their own goals, their own missions. Um, but in the media, you have to pay attention to, everything you have to pay attention to high school kids cadet level kids what's going on in, in the world wrestling everything uh college wrestling everything so i think this is going to be a cool move for for the mountaineers and i and i wish them the best um it's 
going to be interesting to see what happens with FRL, though. Not a lot of familiar names on that podcast anymore. The next thing, Adam Kuhn. Okay, big Adam Kuhn fans. Uh, he goes to the Tennessee, Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans now. So he is going to be playing offensive line for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Adam Kuhn is like 300 pounds. Super tall. How tall is he? You have that pulled up? Let's see here. We'll find out. Big, tall guy, super smart, NASA, you know, aerospace engineer. Uh, 6'5", 265 pounds. 6'5", 265. I'm sure he's going to hit 300 yeah. or if he's not already. But he is now going to be in the NFL. A lot of times when we see these kind of articles about wrestlers, heavyweights in particular, going to the NFL, they are getting a tryout. They're getting, you know, they're working out. They're going to be on the practice squad. Apparently they came to terms. So he, he must've showed up, tried out and they're, they must've been impressed because now he's on the team. Now he's teammates with Julio Jones. That's just wild. You know, one day you're Adam Kuhn and, he, and you're, you know, most likely not making very much money in wrestling, trying to make the world team or the Olympic team. You don't make the Olympic team. You don't, or no, sorry. Made the Olympic team didn't qualify. That was a weight that wasn't qualified for the U S for Greco. So then your dreams are kind of, you know, where they are couple weeks later the guy goes and now he's playing for the Tennessee Titans and one thing that cracks me up about wrestling fans and I love it and I hate it at the same time but when something cool like this happens we feel like and this could just be a Twitter thing but we feel like we must go to war with anybody that's that's anti-wrestling and and or not even anti-wrestling a lot of them are just hating on Adam Kuhn because he hasn't played football since high school which is 2013 shout out to the class of 2013 that's your boy but he you know, this gets out on the internet and next thing you know, everybody's just trying to fight these anonymous trolls. You know, let's smell the roses a little bit. Let's just focus on Adam Kuhn getting signed to the Titans. Uh, but, but props to him. Is he still going to be an astronaut? I don't know. I mean, that yeah. was another thing where, you know, he wants to be an astronaut, but the guy's like six, five, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That could be tough to figure out logistically in space. I'm sure that Elon Musk has it figured out. Uh, but Adam Kuhn, maybe he's the most interesting guy in wrestling. The last thing here, I thought this was kind of funny. This really isn't like huge wrestling news per se, but a member of Drake's crew, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a bodyguard or something like that, mm -hmm. but he was caught wearing wrestling shoes. Jordan Burrow in specifically. In the streets. In the streets. How do you think he got a hold of those? You think he just walked into like an ASIC outlet store? I feel like it, yeah, it had to be accidental. And like, I don't even know if he would have known they were wrestling shoes. He's probably just like, these are comfy. They look cool. Like, I'm going to wear these around. I mean, they are, wrestling shoes are comfortable, but they're like, they're really not super easy to take on and off. Right. Yeah. You know, so I'm thinking like if he goes and buys these shoes and he just goes and puts them on, does anything ever cross his mind? Like, hey, these are not made for like day-to-day -day wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they posted that picture because Drake was wearing, like, Air Max 97s or yes, something like yes. that. Yes, it was complex like, sneakers. Yeah, I feel like it got way more attention for the uh, ASIC wrestling shoes than even those shoes itself, and I wonder if they noticed that. We're just like, what's going on here? Like, what's the significance of these shoes that's got everyone stirred up? Yeah, yeah, and... I don't think it's, I mean, that guy, it's not like that guy had, it's not like Drake was wearing them. If Drake right. was wearing them, then I could see people like these things flying off the shelves. So that's what happened. Travis Scott wears a shoe. People go and try to buy it. Kanye wears a shoe. People try to go and buy it. Drake a little bit. Drake's not really known to be like a sneakerhead. I know because I am one, but 
the fact that there is a picture out there of a man standing next to Drake and he's wearing Jordan Burroughs Asics, that's a sight to see. Yeah. Maybe it will be the next wave. You know, wrestlers kind of started that whole socks and sweatpants thing, and now, like, the whole jogger look has, like, came and went mm-hmm. a little bit. Been seeing people wearing wrestling shoes at the gym. Wrestling shoes might just reach over into You've street seen that? wear. I have seen that, like, recently, this past week. Were they? Yeah. Did they have call fire ear? Like, did they have other wrestling stuff on? No, they were bigger, but they didn't look like they would be involved with the sport. At all? Yeah, I thought it was the same thing. And we knew people growing up who would wear wrestling shoes around the house who had no involvement with the sport. They're just like, they're comfy. <laughs> Who's that? That was uh, that was Ayler. Dylan? His dad. Oh, really? I don't remember that at all. That's <laughs> he, would, funny. he would wear them around the house. Yeah. I, I saw, I've seen rock stars wear them. Really? Have you ever seen that? Yeah. No. At the, at the Iowa State Fair, there was like a guitar tech who was, who was wearing them. <laughs> but I mean, they just, like, rock stars wear like wild stuff. Mm. Like, this is just a guy who does See, security. and that's what I wondered, too, if like Drake's security guard, whoever that was, was just like, this is different. I'm going to wear these. Yeah, but his feet yeah. got to be killing. Like, they're so flat. They probably get hot on pavement, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, wrestling scissors are just so, like, flat underneath. There's, like, mm. there's like nothing there because you're, yeah. you're standing on a mat. You're supposed to be. Maybe he just wants to be ready to go if something happens. That's what just, people are saying. Like, man wanted some traction that day, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's drummers, too. There's a lot of drummers who wear them. You know, I, I've seen that. I've seen, I can't remember who it was. If it was Metallica. I think it was Metallica. He, the guy, or maybe his Red Hot Chili Peppers. One of the drummers yeah. likes to wear wrestling shoes. Dang. I wish we could dig into that more to know what's, what's the thought process behind why. A little, like, behind the scenes uh, of, like, him choosing to buy like, wrestling shoes. How does this help you drumming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, anyways, that's all we have for Hot Topics. I hope you guys like this episode. Uh, keep paying attention, though, because we got some stuff coming out. I think next week, we keep saying that. We keep saying next week we got a date. I think next week we're actually going to have a date for you. You know, we've mentally prepared for this this date. Uh, just kind of up to some logistical stuff, but pay attention. I think you guys are going to like what's going on. Uh, these next few weeks are crucial for stalemate. So please support us. Hit like. That's the thumbs up you see down below. Hit subscribe. Okay, we got to get more subscribers. We've been slow lately. And drop a comment. If you drop a comment, that tells YouTube that you are engaged with us, and it, yet that'll tell YouTube, like, hey, you should suggest this these guys to more people. Uh, shout out to the Fantasy Fight League, too. You can gamble on our card, okay, with real money. You can buy tokens, and then those tokens will help you buy, get credits, and then you can pick wrestlers and stuff like that. You can gamble on our card with real U.S. dollars, not cryptocurrency, not monopoly money, nothing fake with real U.S. dollars. Go check out Fantasy Fight League as well. All right, Tyler, let's tell these people a little bit about what's going on with Stalemate Street League. So we're trying to get a venue. Um, we've been we've been checking off venues left and right. No, they don't want us. Uh, yes, they want us, but they don't have the date. Yes, they want us, but they don't have internet. Yes, they want us, but they don't have air conditioning. We, where are we insanely at? Insanely expensive. Same, <laughs> insanely expensive. Want a ticket, uh, want a percentage of ticket sales. So we're working on the venue. We think we have one, but we're going to have to bring in internet because we don't want to, uh, we don't want to have a crappy stream. Yeah. Don't want to fumble the bag. We don't want to fumble the bag. I mean, we've talked about this with Tony. We've, we've done uh, videos where we go and we roast other people for, you know, having a crappy stream, having bad internet and that. So we can't look like fools and have that happen to us. Right. No, we don't want it at all. Which is what we're looking into that now. 
And I think we have a good, solid company that's going to work with us to get the best cost-effective package for it. Yeah, so I've been running Tyler through the dang ringer, like giving him phone calls, like call this company, call these people. We've been trying to do this and that. Uh, but some of the stuff that we've had in mind, like the first one was like a renaissance fair, which I thought would be cool, you know, in the background of a uh, stalemate street league, you could have all this castles and, and random buildings and stuff. Maybe people could dress up a little bit. And then in the middle is a wrestling mat. But the date that we want now, they're kind of preoccupied and they don't have internet. And so we're thinking like for our first one, like there's so many obstacles to have this thing outside. Let's bring it inside. Well, then it turns out a lot of these places don't really have good internet. No. You know, who would have thought? And so we were like, okay, well, let's try some theaters. So we had a theater, the guy, cool guy, you know, he was said he, he said that we could do it there, but the date didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of, we think we have a place and we, good vibes this week, guys. Let us know that you're sending us some good vibes because I think it's going to work. Listen, at the end of the day, if this thing is is done with a freaking handheld and we have a wrestling mat or a freaking yoga mat and we put this in the backyard or in the office here, I don't care. This thing is going to get done either way. We put it out there that it's going to get done. It's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to happen before wrestling season. We want to have multiple things of this. And I think once we get past this, like the first one will be the hardest and then we'll kind of figure out what all we needed. And what all we need or what we would do next time differently do do this time. Uh, I think next time we're just going to know so much more. Yeah. Yeah. There's just these first couple steps, a couple pieces of the puzzle to figure out have been huge. And so that's been taking up a lot of our time. And then I think after that, it's going to be pretty easy for us to start piecing this together. I think we'll have a date, like you said, within the next week. What do you think has been the biggest challenge so far of like throwing our own card? The venue. The venue? Like what, like what about you think? It just has to have all the checks. So it has to have the internet, has to have capacity. That's right. Um, the location of itself kind of matters. We want something that's going to be good and central for everybody to come to. Um, I mean, so- I'm not worried about like the, the atmosphere. I'm yeah. not worried about like, we've had a ton of wrestlers reach out to us, DM us, email us, Facebook message us saying that they want to be a part of it. Like people are ready for this. And then we have people also asking us like, who are some of the big names? Like this is not, this is not going to be big names. These are people that are very interesting people on camera, like unorthodox. This has not been done before. I promise you that in the sport of wrestling, uh, we've taken elements of other like combat sports and other sporting events that we like, and we're going to apply it to this card. Not saying we wouldn't take big names, but at the end of the day, we can't afford to get what, you know, Flo is paying what some of these other, you know, the Rockfin cars and stuff, they're paying these guys like pretty good money. We're getting guys who are, you know, down to be nitty gritty. They're down to post videos of themselves, you know, working out and promoting this card. Like we, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even though they're not the top tier guys, I think people will be surprised by some recognizable names. If you're in the wrestling world, you'll probably recognize some of these. Yes, 100%. Some of them we've had on as guests. Some of them we haven't. We've got guys coming from the East Coast. we got guys coming from the South. We got, obviously have guys in Iowa. Mm. Yeah, no, the card's filling up good. We've got about four, four matches set for sure if everything goes smooth and it plays out. And so far, it's shaping up to be a good card. We had a uh, DM about, like, why folk style over some of the other, you know, freestyle Greco. 
the thing is, if we have multiple, we thought about doing like different styles, right? But most refs will only do one style. And in Iowa, it's so much easier to find a folk style ref than freestyle. Yeah. Apparently, I did not know that. That's something I learned. But it's also like confusing, I think, to fans. We want to appeal to more than just hardcore wrestling fans. We want to appeal to everybody. So I think it's easier if the rule set stays the same. It's also yeah. cheaper if we only hire like two folk style refs rather than like two folk style, two freestyle, that, you know, all that, this and that. So that's kind of what we, our thought process was when we picked folk style. Um, plus we've always been like a folk style based podcast. Like we don't cover a lot of freestyle stuff. We do the big stuff, you know, but we like, we mainly do like college wrestling. So folk style made the most sense. Yes. Um, yes. but I'm excited. We, we, we have to get this venue thing done. And as soon as we get the venue thing done, we can start checking off a lot more stuff and more details. We'll be able to be out after that. Because once we have the venue, then we'll know the date for you all. And then after that, we can start releasing stuff. Yes. But right now, things are in motion. Every day we're working on stuff. And uh, I'm, I've been having fun. Yeah, it's a new challenge. So that's good. And it's a new long-term project for us. Yes. We can't keep getting outworked by these other people. Like Ryan Warner's out there freaking making audio documentaries. He's probably getting nominated for Emmy Awards. Or SBs or something. Mm -hmm. You got Hager's Happy Hour coming back. They've been doing some cool stuff. Shots fired at Adam Fellers, by the way. You got Fanco putting out multiple videos every week. He just got himself a new studio. So stalemates, like, we're slacking a little bit, but there's a reason why. So we're trying to get our, we're trying to get our bearings going. Also, with recruiting going on they just opened up the uh they had a dead period for a long time because of covid they weren't letting these coaches go and recruit these kids so now we got coaches coming through the midwest all the time now so if you are a division one coach or not even division one if you're juco d2 d3 naia whatever we would love to have you come through the studio we're trying to do more in-person episodes the zoom ones I'm not a huge fan of. We will do them if we have to. We will do them if we need to. Sometimes it's just easier, cheaper. Funny enough, our most viewed video now is a Zoom interview. Yes. So, Shout out uh, to AJ Ferrari Sr. I actually texted him the other day. I don't know if oh, I told really? you that. Yeah, I texted him. And I said, congratulations. You have the number one most watched Stalemates episode. He said, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, he said, uh, he said, ha thanks. I said, you even got Tom Brands beat, you know? Dang. But I think if we did Tom Brands a second time, now now knowing what I know about YouTube and stuff, I think it would be like four times bigger than it was. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And that's yeah. not that's not me like bragging or nothing. I just think I didn't do a good enough job like knowing how YouTube worked at the time that now I do. And, you know, we could have done stuff a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. There's some tricks to it to get it pushed out there for people. Yeah. We, but I like, you know, I, I like YouTube overall. And I think things are going pretty smoothly. Yeah. Soon we're going to be transitioning to this Patreon. Yes. So people, if you're listening, last time we talked about the Patreon a little bit, and we had people reach out and say, hey, I can't find you on there. Uh, I don't think it's public yet. Like the actual page isn't like public for you guys to see. Uh, but we are going to have some promo stuff for that. So if you sign up with our Patreon, you will get some free stuff right off the rip. The Patreon is also how you're going to be able to watch the Stalemate Street League. Uh, so... It'll be insanely cheap, and you can cancel anytime you want. People will go and spend $12 every time they go to Casey's. I do so it every day. You can literally get 
bonus stalemates content for the price of like a king size Reese's and like a Gatorade. That would be more expensive yeah. than what this is going to cost. And it, you'd get more long-term value out of this than a Reese's and a Mountain Dew. There's so many bonus content that we get when we go to these schools that we just have to like not do anything with. They sit on a we, hard drive. We've got a vault. Yeah. We've got a little bit of a vault. Uh, we actually have like full episodes that are like pretty much edited and going to be put on our Patreon. So that way you guys can check out all the bonus content that we have. We're still going to do free stuff. You know, I've, I know I've said before that wrestling fans get nickeled and dimed. This is for people who want to see more stalemates. So our show for the most part will continue to be free, but we're going to have some bonus stuff that's going to be worth it for you guys. Uh, we're going to have more and more events. And if you ever come to an event, like the, if you have a Patreon um, if you pay for our Patreon, you're going to get exclusive access. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hit subscribe, please. Turn the notifications on so you get alerts every time an episode comes out. Peace.